podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Hello and welcome to uh, a special bonus winter edition of No Breaks, No Fear. And this really is to uh, bring you uh, some more reaction to that major decision regarding the plan to redevelop Coventry's Brandon Stadium, which has now been dismissed by a planning inspector. Brandon is one of British Speedway's most significant venues. It's hosted top national and international events. It's been a home for Grand Prix, in fact, and of course the Coventry Bees at the top level of the sport for 60 years. It was closed in the winter of 2016 and 17 as developers pursued plans for housing on the site, subsequently also a, a 3G football pitch, which was rejected last winter by a local planning committee. That decision's now been upheld following a public inquiry in which representatives for Rugby Borough Council and the Save Coventry Speedway and Stocks campaign group produced evidence and key witnesses in support of the stadium. The appeal dismissed on the grounds of the stadium with its established use is not surplus to requirements and the benefits of the alternative provision don't outweigh the loss of the stadium, therefore putting the proposals in conflict with various sections of national and local legislation. The man who has certainly been the, the figurehead of this campaign, the chair of the uh, campaign group is Jeff Davis, who has uh, long been associated with Speedway as a photographer, also a uh, long-time designer of the front cover of the, the Speedway Star, in fact, but of course firmly involved in uh, keeping sports, motorsports, Speedway and stock car racing alive at Brandon Stadium, which is now definitely a step closer. Now, a couple of days ago, just uh, a few hundred yards, really, from Brandon Stadium at the Brandon Club, the Nuneaton Speedway Supporters Club helped host the British Speedway Youth Celebration of Speedway, which is an event where uh, a lot of the youngsters, the youth champions of the youth series, but also under-19 champion and under-21 champion, in uh, Dan Thompson and Connor Bailey in this case, all gathered as well. And, uh, of course, Jeff was at the event and uh, he was able to share some words with us and explain now what this decision means and what the next steps might be. Here's Jeff Davis. The news was uh, obviously incredible. We've been fighting it for nine years now and uh, seven years since the stadium closed. We've gone through the local plan process, two planning applications, a court case against the developers and the appeal by the developers. And we've been waiting for the last two months for the inspector to make her decision following the uh, public inquiry and we got her decision yesterday about 10.15 and uh, it was uh, obviously the decision we'd all been hoping for. What does this mean now? Because obviously this doesn't mean Speedway is going to start straight away. There's a long way to go. Brandon Estate still own the land, but they can't build on it, which is a crucial thing. So just explain what this decision means and the process now the next step along for getting Speedway back? Well, first of all, if the decision had gone against us and the inspector had upheld their uh, the appeal, then Brandon would have been lost. Um, and bulldozers may well have been on the site next week. So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is they have really exhausted the process now and in theory, they could go to uh, the High Court to challenge the decision, but 
the only way they can do that is if the decision is based on um, uh, legality. And uh, from reading the inspector's report, we don't think there's any possibility of that uh, being pursued. So um, they're now the owners are left with a piece of land, 26 acres, with a stadium sitting on it. The stadium is in an awful state of repair, there's no doubt about that. Will cost a lot of money to reinstate. Um, but there is no prospect of them building houses on, on the site. And so what, what do they do as property developers? What will they do with the site? Now we obviously hope that they will now concede and sell the stadium for whatever they can get for it. And really, obviously, the process, the, the stadium, as you mentioned, is in uh, not a great state at this moment in time. Um, one of the plans that was sort of put forward or one of the options was to maybe run a, and it was, it was quoted as the jumpers for goalposts option, wasn't it? So there is, a, there is a possibility that Speedway could come back there without the full facilities that people would traditionally know, but the track in itself remains yes. sort of workable. Yes, the, um, we have visited the site officially twice um, leading up to the inquiry and during the inquiry in fact, so I visited the site with the um, inspector on the first day of the inquiry and there's no doubt it's in, it's in a shocking state. Um, the, the, the main problem with it is the grandstand. The grandstand has been the subject of a number of serious fires uh, and we don't know because we were denied permission to carry out any surveys we don't know whether the grandstand is structurally sound. Um, if we get the stadium back obviously the first thing one of the first things we would do is get a structural survey to see whether the grandstand was uh, still sound um, and if it wasn't then it would have to be demolished. Uh, the, the other um, possibility is that parts of the grandstand um, would have to be demolished so originally the grandstand was built in about 1968 but it was built in stages so it was built in a number of phases and the the two um, ends of the grandstand are the most seriously damaged with with um, fires it, it could be it could be that um, a structural survey might say that um, we could demolish each end of the grandstand and retain the central part of the grandstand. We still need extensive work. So we don't know the condition of the grandstand. Um, the terracing in places is, um, is uh, well, would need a, quite a bit of work. There's lots of trees and things growing through the terracing. The jumpers for goalpost scenario would be that the stadium initially opens with the back straight terracing which is in pretty good condition it's under cover those that know the stadium will know that there's a, a covered uh, um, area on the back straight um, and it would certainly hold comfortably 3,000 people but um, 
So that, that would be perhaps an opportunity to utilise the stadium in the initial stages and then progressively um, uh, repair the, grand, the terracing around the bends and, and eventually deal with the grandstand. And just finally, um, without you and, and people like Dave Rowe and everyone else who's been involved in this, um, you know, you say bulldozer houses would be on it by now comfortably, but just a word for all the people who have who've helped you along the way to get well, to this point. Well, yeah, and that is very important. I, I know that a lot of the credit is given to me, um, it, and that's, that's simply because I, I was the figurehead, the chairman of the group, um, I was a single point of contact for the council and for the developers, etc. But we should not underestimate the input from the other people on the committee. There are nine of us. You've mentioned um, one, David Rowe, um, David Carter, who, is a, who himself is a planning expert, planning former planning inspector himself, um, has been incredible. And all of the committee members have played a vital part at some time or other and been very supportive. In addition to that, you know, we'd really like to thank the um, hundreds of people that um, donated money for us to hire a, K a KC, um, King's Council, barrister, to represent us at the hearing. Um, and we raised. £22,000 in seven days, which contributed towards the cost of the KC. And then, of course, there's the people who acted as witnesses at the trial, um, Phil Morris, Matt Ford, Chris Van Stratton. Um, I'm sure I'm going to miss names out, which, uh, um, and from the stock car world as well, Steve Reese. Um, they all made very valuable contributions. Russell Bott, who's chaired this event this evening, um, or hosted the event, I should say, also spoke at the uh, inquiry. So lots of people made very, very valuable contributions and were very credible witnesses. Um, so those are the people that um, the Speedway fraternity will know uh, in addition, there were um, people like Warren Hunter. Warren Hunter is a stock car man. He runs a business. He's the biggest carrot grower in this country. He runs a £50 million business, and he's made an offer to buy the stadium. He was a witness at the inquiry. Um, John Worley, people won't know, but he's the managing director of Nationwide Windows. Again, a business with a £50 million turnover very supportive and prepared to put me into the reinstatement of the stadium so all of these people have played a, a vital part and um, you know we can't thank enough all the uh, Speedway and Stock Car fraternity who've supported us and really spurred us on you know backed us for the last seven or eight years and uh, encouraged us to continue pursuing the, the case. Well, on behalf of everyone, thanks uh, very much, Jeff, and uh, let's hope it's a, a positive next step now. What, one final thing, Ian. Tonight we've been at the um, 
Nuneaton Speedway Supporters Club in, in the Brandon Club. Um, it's been a celebration speedway and presentation evening for the youth riders, the young riders. And nothing would give me greater pleasure than in a year or two's time to see those young lads racing around Brandon. Absolutely, absolutely. And there was some, some good talent there. I think we had six riders at the front who I said, actually, that'd be a good basis of a team. Yeah, <laughs> it, they're, they're incredible kids, really. They're young, they're young lads and you know one girl amongst some Chloe and uh, when you listen to them being interviewed when you uh, they're so confident when you listen to their experience they've traveled the world you know and they're well you know nine ten years old or you know in some cases a bit older 19 and 20 but they've traveled the world and Speedway has enabled them to do that and it's, uh, it's great to see. Fantastic, Jeff. Thanks a lot. And uh, we'll look forward to the next steps and hopefully they're, uh, they're positive. Thank you, Ian. Well, as Jeff mentioned there, we were in the company of the next generation of Speedway, really, at the Great Britain Youth Celebration of Speedway event, which is an annual event that takes place, uh, really formally recognising the various champions from uh, the youth ranks, the 125 support class, the 125 champion, uh, 250cc, 500cc, and then, of course, through the under-19 and under-21s. And we also uh, had the draw for the competition in 2024 as well, announcing the seeded riders for the under-21 final, the draw for the uh, qualifier for that, for those riders that weren't seeded, and also details of the youth championships as well. And uh, the man who's uh, overseeing the uh, Great Britain youth programme is Neil Vatcher. Neil, of course, also coordinator for the SCB as well. And uh, there will be one or two changes to the rules. So uh, we talked about that in a little while. But first of all, uh, Neil, just uh, reflecting on the youth programme heading into 2024. Neil Vatcher, it's been a special night tonight. Celebration of Speedway, celebrating those young stars of, of various ages now coming through right from uh, young Rocco Webb who's the, the support category winner uh, through to uh, Connor Bailey the under 21 champion and uh, a great night tonight and a rewarding one for you as well to see their progress yeah it definitely was um, I've been sort of banging the drum for this this generation of riders for many years and I genuinely think now that we do have some some real stars of the future um, we were basically talking tonight and um, I feel that British Speedway is, is definitely on the up um, and along the way is these, these riders that were in attendance tonight and I can genuinely see over the next couple of years that we're, we're going to be um, yeah, have a big shout on the, not only the national scene but the um, international scene as well so plenty to look forward to. And also tonight the draw has been completed for the under 21 qualifier which is happening in Plymouth on the 30th of April uh, and also details of the youth championships as well. Yeah um, this year our six riders have been seeded the top six riders um, from the 2023 championship averages which was Leon Flint, Dan Thompson, Joe Thompson Ace Piper, Jake Mulford and Nathan Ablett they've all been seeded direct to the final where, wherever that will be um, hopefully we'll find out in the next couple of days and then, as you quite rightly say, the qualifier is going to take place at Plymouth in April. Um, and in fairness, a pretty decent lineup, to be honest. Um, even though you know, ten riders will qualify for the final, it's, it, it's going to be a you know, fascinating meeting. All 
obviously young, very young British riders, um, you know, tr trying to qualify for a British final, which is a highlight of their season. And um, yeah, we're in January now, but it's a a date in my diary that I'm already looking forward to. And the youth championships as well, which is going over a number of rounds, uh, nine in in total. Uh, for the various categories, 125s, 250s and, and 500s. Yeah, you know, again, uh, fantastic support from uh, the British Speed promoters. You know, we currently have 15 tracks running in the 23 season, of which uh, nine of them have, have put their names in the hat to hold a British youth round. Don't believe that we've ever held nine before, um, or as many as nine. Um, so, yeah, really chuffed with that. And again, uh, it... Um, yeah, gives gives all credit to the riders that and the parents that put in the effort and um, the clubs have in, invited us you know for the 24 season and again you know dates and venues that all of us will be looking forward to and just with your your scb hat on there are one or two tweaks to how things are going to run in the speedway season this year uh, that people will notice um, maybe they won't notice but riders will um, Automated, the sort of automated tape system is coming in. There's going to be yep. countdown clocks, and just talk about the the things that are going to be uh, different this year. Yeah, to be honest, there's actually not too many regulation changes this year. Although you've just touched on a couple there, that um, yeah, the starting procedure for the referees will be uh, random start starts. Um, the referee's going to put the green light on, and then it's up to effectively like a box that will randomly um, bring the tapes up. Um, so that's been sort of taken out of the hands of the referee, but it, it perhaps varies it up a bit. Um, the two-minute countdown, previously riders had to be on track, whereas now it's the same as the Grand Prix. At the conclusion of the two minutes, the riders are going to have to be ready to race. So that's perhaps something that will cause a bit of interest. Um, yeah, every club's got to have a countdown clock, so you'll be able to see like, the time ticking down, which will perhaps put a bit bit of pressure on riders if they're um, you're heading towards the start with just a few seconds to go um, yeah but other than that there isn't actually too many changes so we sort of go go with it and um, yeah you know the season's starting early this year as we all know it's only I think it's seven weeks time now so um, it'll soon be upon us and as I said before we're all looking forward to it you could say the clock is ticking for the brand new British Speedway season. We'll be back with a full episode of No Breaks, No Fear as we approach the start of the season. And uh, that'll get underway uh, as we get in towards March. Of course, there's plenty going on. All the fixtures are now available on the British Speedway website. So you can check out uh, what's going to be happening where, as far as we know for this moment. But all of the leagues is just, I think, the National League still to be fully confirmed. But all the fixtures as we have them a full program program available uh, online at britishspeedway.co.uk we'll see you for a full episode again very soon uh, and in the meantime don't forget to check out uh, a couple of other podcasts um, particularly the uh, humans of speedway podcast which has got some big guests on it hans nielsen a recent guest uh, also coming soon peter adams is going to be on that as well so uh, do check that out at your leisure we've also got uh, charles wright and kyle howarth in the coming weeks too so uh, check that out wherever you get your podcasts enjoy the uh, rest of the winter months and the speedway season back with you before you know it take care no breaks no fear the official british speedway podcast sports social podcast network